but he has his door closed. You know why? Because he's not a real general manager. What he'll do is he'll say, well, you got to listen to Dennis. Well, look, look, Mike, I understand. I, I, I get it. I hear you're pissed off. I, I understand. Like sometimes I get pissed off. I go down there and to the, to the buffet and my clam chowder's gone. I, I don't know what to do. I, my goddamn clam chowder's all gone. I don't know what I'm going to do here. So I, 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 what I, what the hell I do is I just start, I, I, I have to figure out what I'm going to eat, you know, and the clam chowder's all, I empty and my, they, they drunk up all my orange juice. I, I get pissed off. You know, I understand, you know, but listen, listen, I don't go blab to Twitter. You don't have a Twitter, Mickey. <laughs> you don't have a goddamn Twitter, okay? This is new. This is, this is, you have to have something set up where this doesn't happen. And this happens to every team. This happens all over the NFL all the time. Guys get at each other on social media. Guys don't, you know, and the thing about it, Derek Carr, you did. I don't even remember it. No, you listen, bro. Yes, you did it. You know, you know there is tons of video with you throwing that ball with him getting hurt. He ain't making the sheen, pulling it out of his backside. I mean, it's the damn truth. There is such a thing. And the, the Aaron uh, Jones sit up there saying, well, Aaron threw the ball, got your ribs broke. That was my fault. What? Who thinks like that? Who talks like that? No, there is, there is going to be some accountability here. I'm going to do my job and God damn it, you're going to do yours too. If I'm held to an accountability standard, you're going to be held to one too. As a quarterback, your accountability should be higher than anybody because you're the leader of the team. Stop me if I'm not telling the truth here. You did do it. And, and I'm saying Mike could have chose the best way to do it as opposed to get on Twitter. But the reality is, where was he going to go? Mickey Loomis is not listening. Dennis Allen is not listening. Them guys don't, they got shit stuffed in their ears. They don't hear nothing. And if you criticize them, they get upset. Like Mickey Loomis fell apart. He literally fell the F apart this past season. You seen him get on that press conference. His face was flush. Eyes was gl- uh, glossy. Chewing on gum. I am just chewing this gum so I don't cough. Mickey, chewing gum don't stop you from coughing, brother. <laughs> it don't stop you from coughing. You still going to cough. What are you talking about? But in the end, what I'm saying is this is all foolish. There has to be some place where the player can go to air out his grievances. If he has an issue with his coach, where does he go? Obviously to not make it long. But anyway, let's see. You know, I probably didn't throw the best ball, but um, you know, if, if that's how he wants to view it and how he wants to see it completely fine by me, you know, and I, and I, I understand also that when I came in the building, you know, you know, we have Chris Olave, who they were trying to train to be the number one guy. So all of a sudden, every rep and every read and practice is Chris first, you know, and 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 as a superstar that Mike is and what he has been, I can understand you're dealing with all the injury noise. You're dealing with now Chris has become a guy and he loves Chris. You know, that, that's his guy, Ohio State, all that. But I can understand where the frustration begins to build. You know, I can understand where all those things begin to take place. Um, but. You know, there was times during the season where he'd be frustrated or this or that, and I wouldn't, you know, tweet about it. I would just call him, you know, and I'd just be like, look, bro, like this is what it is, bro. We're grown men. We can talk about anything. And uh, every time that, you know, I went on there and, you know, talked to him, you know, there was time. Hey, this is it's what it is. I'm going to throw them goddamn bad balls, bro. Listen, I'm the man. You're not. I'm going to throw them goddamn bad balls. I'm going to throw them low. I'm going to throw them high. I'm going to throw them in front of you. You might have to leap out. You might get hit it from the side and then the other side you might get a crunch sandwich 
But hey, listen, bro, this is just how it is. This is how it's going to be. You know, you know, I ain't the best. I ain't the most accurate guy in the world, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm the quarterback. I'm the $150 million man, you know, and I know they're going to protect me and not you. You know, you're going to be the bad guy if you come up against me. It's just what it is, you know, but Carl, you got to improve, bro. There's times where I, I, you know, went at him and co- confronted him about something and said something. And he probably over time with all the frustration grew to not liking that, you know, uh, but I've always just tried to tell the truth in love. And sometimes, you know, people don't like it, you know, but, you know, I, I hope Mike finds what he's looking for. I hope he gets everything he wants uh, in life because I do love Mike. Uh, but at that moment, I didn't really like it. You know, I was like, you just just call me, bro. Like, just call me, bro, and tell me that I, I'm not accurate. Just call me and tell me uh, that, you know, that I'm not uh, that I'm not accountable. Just call me and tell me that. And I'll disagree with you on the phone, you know, but you can call me and tell me that I'm that uh, that my ball policeman is not very good, that I'm not very accountable, that I understand that I hang out wide receivers all the time. You know, I put them in positions where they'll take a nasty hit from a defender. You know, I do do that. I did that to Elvin Kamara several times this past year. Hell, I did it to uh, uh, to Chris Olave. Got his he got his top knocked off a couple of times. Hell, I did it to Rashid Shaheed. That's what I do. I'm Derek Flipping Carr, inaccurate as hell. But at the end of the day, I'll impale your ass with the ball. That's what I'll do. But it's just it's just more of the same, man. Yeah, so Michael Thomas, yeah, I hope he finds what he's looking for, which means, guess what? Hasta la vista to freaking Mike Thomas. It's already, it's all, I hope he finds what he's looking for, yeah? You know what that means? Good luck, good grief, good riddance to you, Michael Thomas. I hope he finds what he's looking for. That means he's up out of here. Get gone. So anyway, it happens in the NFL, man. Whether it's Carr or anybody else, these guys are not as accurate as you would like them to be. They throw uh, balls that sometimes get their guys hit. As you know, wide receivers, if you're a wide receiver or a running back or a tight end, and there's a ball placed and you got a guy coming to get you, that safety's there, that linebacker's in the position in front of you, especially as much as the Saints check the ball down, most of the time the defense is playing off and giving you that space underneath and ready for you when you do take that shot. When you catch that ball, they're coming to you to make the hit on you. You know, that's what they do. So we've seen that happen all season long. And when you talk about when Michael Thomas was talking about him getting hurt, he's talking about that he didn't like the ball placement. And it was other things that he would, the recent brand of tweets that he was talking about with him in ball placement. But it does happen in the NFL where quarterbacks do hang out their wide receivers or tight ends or running backs and they get hit or and then ultimately get hurt on play. So it is all good, man. It's what it is. All right. So anyway, fam, let's kind of I'm a bouncer to the chat, man. That's all the news I got for you guys. If you got any questions, please feel free to throw them in the chat. Much love to the fam. Appreciate all the family members. Uh, Pammy Whammy, appreciate you uh, for being a member of Bronze Pla- Flat Power Guy. Appreciate you guys. And shout out to Rock uh, becoming a new member of the channel. Shout out to you guys. This was for you. I'm trying to say thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. So anyway, shout out to the fam, man. Let me go through some of the, if you guys got any questions, feel free to throw them in the chat right now and I'll go over them. Brother Liddell, what's up, bro? Says Big Q, uh, Queen Lex, TJ. And uh, number three, it says number three, number one, Saints, Pelly. Okay, thank <laughs> Well, verse said, okay, thank you. Appreciate you, brother Liddell. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, man, the Pelican post-care report, man. And, uh, I mean, a lot of people, 
remember that, you know, all that was one thing, tough tiger talk, ring Kings boxing, um, uh, the sports coma and uh, Pelican post game report was all under the same area. I just niched them down because you had some people that were saints diehards and they didn't like the Pelicans or they was this, that, and third. So to make it easier, for people, I just niched it down where you get to all your Pelican people here, your Saints. I just, it was just a small business decision that was being here that I had to get stuff done. So, I mean, in the end, I have to be able to figure, you know, I had to be able to kind of get that down. So, uh, but anyway, shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate that, Liddell. RC says, uh, since when is 30-year-old for wide receiver running back? Yes, wide receivers. Uh, I don't get what you're saying now, brother. I guess you comment on somebody. Each time Creole, what's up? Says a real quarterback would have took the criticism and owned it. Whether true or not, it's called leadership. Indeed, we don't see that often. That's one of the things like, I mean, we've literally caught this guy in lies. All I do is tell the truth and love. No, you don't, bro. You be lying your ass off, bro. And I'm not, and I'm, I'm talking about a guy that covers all of this stuff that plays all of the interviews when Derek Hall was standing up there lying about answers, having the answers to the offensive woes and the, and the, in the press standing up there looking at him, you know, asking him questions, but well, we got the answer. What the answer that they're in the building. And then the next game they come out and they lose again. So, I mean, he, he no, bro, you, you be lying your ass off, man. And you're not accountable, dude. And that's why you see all this stuff happening with wide receivers. It keeps happening. And whether Mike, Thomas is on the team or not, you're going to continue to have problems with whoever you're playing with because you're not accountable. And the Saints are not forced, and they're not even trying to make him accountable. You had uh, times when Dennis Allen, who's supposed to be the head coach of the team, and I, I use that very loosely, head coach, right? He was a guy that when Carr had a good game, he came out and threw Carr's name. How about Carr? How about such and such? But when Carr threw that pick six against Atlanta, that ultimately decided the Saints loss in that game, we we lose as a team. You see this kind of bull? That's why I don't like Dennis Allen. I don't like I don't like hypocritical ass head coaches at positions of power because that creates flaws and just dysfunction throughout your team. You can't have a head coach that does that. You can't, hey, he's so stupid he doesn't realize he's playing favorites in front of people. That creates a division in the team. Because when Derek Carr deserves to be criticized, he doesn't do it. He says we lose as a team, but when Carr has a good game, how about Derek Carr? How about that? How about, no, you can't do that, idiot. You can't do that. And that's why I said he's not a true head coach. He's not a leader. You can't do that kind of stuff, man. You can't do that as a parent. You damn sure can't do that. And you're supposed to be the leader of people. You can't show that type of uh, that kind of, uh, you know, that 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 type of, uh, you know, I guess for the lack of the better words, you, you can't show that kind of favoritism. There you go. And one player versus another player. You can't do that, fool. And then, of course, there's Mickey Loomis, who's an idiot in his own right. Mickey Loomis sits up there and he pretends to be a, a general manager. He's really the general mismanager of the team. He's not really a general manager. He doesn't have the pulse of the team. He doesn't do evaluations during the season because in his own words, he's too emotional to do them. Whether the Saints win, he's emotional. Whether they lose, he's emotional. So it sounds like a cop-out. So we got a cop-out there who don't want to do their job. And whatever VP job he is, I say do it. Let somebody else do the general manager because you're not a good general manager. You've been masquerading for 20-something odd years. It really been Sean Payton telling them what to do. And it was evident, if you look over the last two years, of how he's supposedly supposed to be a manager, it looks totally bad because you can't use the same, just take my hands off it and give it the Sean Payton approach that you could with Dennis Allen. You know why? Because they're totally two different people with two different skill sets. 
And as a general manager, you're supposed to be able to see the difference between Dennis Allen and Sean Payton, for goodness sake. Everybody with brain cells can see the difference. You're supposed to govern them differently. You're supposed to manage them differently. He's a guy prior to this year was a losing head coach. So obviously he's missing parts of his game, which contributed him being aloof, a loser. Uh, you know, it's things that he's doing that that he's not really good at. You got to keep your thumb on him. You got to keep watching him. You can't let him destroy the team and then make excuses for him while he's destroying the team. You are an idiot for that. But no, you guys are lazy and unsophisticated when you report on stuff that's happening in the building. No, you guys are. You're not qualified to be to talk about my coaches. You're not qualified. Oh, hell no. You guys, I'll tell you something. You guys aren't qualified. You set up on your ass there. And I've been a manager for 37 years. I, I know what I'm doing. No, you don't know what you're doing, bro. You've been protected for 20 something odd years, man. You really have. And like I said, just look at the last. You got enough enough space and time over the last two years to understand what's really what this is really hitting for. It's not hard to tell. And then when the pressure fell, he couldn't defer that to Dennis Allen. He had to take the pressure on to himself. And you see how he looked at the end of that press season, that end of the season press conference. He looked like crap. He talked like crap. He was out of his mind making dumb comparisons between Dennis Allen and Walsh. Dumb comparisons between him and Peyton, between him and Bill Bell. Are you kidding? Dennis Allen can't tie Bill Belichick's shoes. He can't wash his car. He can't do nothing. He should not even be in the same world of thought when it comes down to what Bill Belichick, who's the best coach in the history of the NFL, whoever did it. He can't tie. He can't sit in the same city with Bill Belichick. That should not even been a real thing. But this is a guy falling apart with the pressures on. Let's keep that pressure on. All right. Anyway, shout out to you. I see you, Scoob. Shout out to my boy, Scoob. Much love to y'all as well. Good to see y'all in the chat, man. OG Jerry. What's up, brother? Boss Hawk said the league is not about loyalty. It's about performance. He's not a number one anymore. That's true. He's not. And the thing is, I don't, he was, he's noticed, pay attention. Y'all put one in the chat. If y'all picked up on what Carr said about why would Carr feel the need to mention Chris Olave? You know, we got Chris Olave here and I, I, because maybe perhaps he sees, is he trying to see it's a little jealousy there? Perhaps. Is that what Carr was hitting at? <laughs> yeah. That, it is, it, is that what he was hitting at? But in the end, man, what, what goes on, fam, is that we all know this happens in, in everywhere, not just in the NFL, but in most professional environments. Hell, it happened in people's families. When people, you know, it, it, it happens. It happens all the time. But the best way to not to stop it is, is to create an atmosphere and people call it culture. Well, it's an atmosphere. It's a, it's a, it's a, a, a overall mindset. Like people struggle with what culture is. Now it's no thought. It's no confusion. What culture is culture is basically the environment, the overall dominant thought of the environment that you currently are living in. Is it a successful one? Is it one that's bred throughout the company that you work for? This is a successful company with high morals and standards. We don't play that BS. You're going to get fired. If you do this, that, the third, that creates the, the, the mindset overall. That's what that is. When you talk about people confused about culture, that's what it is. And we, you know, y'all guys seen the interview, but Drew Brees talking about what his thoughts was on how critical the family members been about what's happening with this team. And he said, it's a good thing. And I said the same damn thing. What are these people talking about, man? What are they talking about? 
this is a winning organization. We finally got it there after all of the funk and the stink, and they're trying to bring it back down. They're trying to lower the floor. We're not going to let you lower the floor. We're not going to do that. This is an organization that's supposed to be playing for playoffs. It's a team that's one of the oldest teams in the NFL. They're supposed to be in the playoffs the last three years, especially the last two years. This is not a rebuilding team. People got to remember when they come into, I remember all the shit they say when they come into it, but then when they don't win and they don't handle their business, then they won't turn around and change it to suit or to make excuses for why they fail it. That can't happen. We won't let you do that. We won't sit up here and let you change it when you originally came into it because they don't want to be held accountable by the standard that they themselves supposed to keep up. But we won't lower the floor. You know, this we know what a real quarterback looks like. And when you took $150 million, this is not what a real quarterback look like. A guy that's totally, under, you know, is that's, uh, not countable, that throws the ball here or there, bat passes upside down. Some bitch don't even look at half the field half the time. You know, you looking left. and I mean, it's just crazy. There is no excuse for that, man. All right. Thank you, bro. But yeah, Michael Thomas, man, we know Michael Thomas was, we understood that. And Mike advocated for Derek Carr to come. He never asked that damn question, by the way, because I wanted to hear what he said. Like, you advocated for him to come here. Now, all of a sudden, you feel this kind of way? Expound. What changed? Hmm? You advocated for this for this car to be parked in New Orleans. You was advocating for him. Hmm? You were advocating for him, right? But see, when you show them what they did, they don't like that. They don't like that. You have got, I didn't get any answer for that. You was answering all that other shit, but you ain't out. You ain't answer that. You didn't answer that. All right. T greatness says who that nation. You're right. <laughs> we love our team. Humber, but he's, he's the first I've seen booed in a long time. Yeah. Because yeah. And thank you for that. Uh, T greatness. Listen, bro, you're right. The man got booed. Why? Because he's not performing up to standard. He's not performing up to the code. Mickey Lomas, then Allen said they don't like the fact that he's getting booed. Why? Because they don't hold the dude accountable. If they would make sure he do the stuff that he's supposed to do in practice, like overlook the entire field. I keep saying the same thing. The film, the dude don't look over the field. And when you have good games, it's because he is actually looking over the field. That's laziness. That's not dumb. He's not a stupid guy. That's laziness why you get up there and you take a rep and you just stare down one side and don't go to the other. And they got people running down the field wide open. That was one of Thomas's critiques, his criticisms about him. You're throwing over here, trying to force the ball over here, checking it down to the left. And there's a guy running wide open to the right, or he has a single covered uh, cornerback on him with no safety support. Throw that ball up there to that dude on the opposite side. Never happened because he never looked in that direction. That's something that he does that's going to keep him from losing. And until he fixes that part of his game, and hopefully whoever coming in here could get that together because them last group of clowns that we had talking to him, they wouldn't even approach that topic. It was terrible. Robert says, what's up, Robert says, Q, what do you think about losing Taysom Hill? Well, we got, what, one more year, Taysom, um, of being here? I mean, bro, at some point, we got to we gotta do something else, man. We got to, like, for me, Taysom's a running back. Like, he's just a running back, and, and we use him at wide receiver sometimes. He's not a tight end. You know, we he, he gets majority of his yardage as a runner. Um, he does catch the ball out the backfield extremely well. I love Taysom Hill's aggressiveness. I love the fact that when he's when he's on, you can't stop him. That's the thing. The quarterback thing has sailed. I don't see him as a quarterback because he's not accurate at all. He, you can see he don't even work on that aspect as opposed to him running and catching of the ball. But eventually, he makes a lot of money, man. And he's getting older. Eventually, we're going to have to move past Taysom. 
And I know Sean Payton, ultimately, I wouldn't be surprised if <laughs> Sean Payton calls Dennis Allen again and say, you won't give up Taysom? I know I see your little cash strapped over there. You won't give up Taysom? You know? So, I mean, in the end, man, listen, uh, I, I wouldn't I, – Taysom's getting older. He's an impact, impact player. But like I said, we had a window of what we was going to do. Taysom is one of the players, Cam, Taysom, Tyron. Some of these guys are older, productive players that should be contributing to you winning right now that you competing for, you know, getting in the playoffs at the very least and having an opportunity to try to get there. You know, you know, to try to get there, like be in the playoff conversation every year and getting there and then making something happen. At some point, this 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 is all going to run out where we're not going to be able to have nothing to do with this timeline. The timeline is going to run out. And I'm looking at like this year coming up where that old timeline is going to have to have to go because Taysom's contract is up, I think, after this year. And, you know, Demario's getting older, Tyron's getting older. But losing Taysom Hill, bro, at some point, whether it's this year or the next year, man, eventually it's going to happen. He does make a lot of money, man. All right. So anyway. All right, shout out to the fam. Pelicans Nola says, what's up, Big Q and the family? Shout out to Pelicans Nola. Much love to you. All right, H-Town says, Mike Evans, Mike T are the same age. Who you going to pick? Bro, I see when I take Mike Evans, man. <laughs> I take Mike Evans because of, you know, the fact that he plays more. You know, he when his mind is right, he's a dangerous weapon. No disrespect to Mike Thomas. But you make it a real easy when H-Town Creole, when you ask me to pick between the two, because Mike Thomas is really not an option here. Because he's basically already gone. You heard this interview with Derek Carr basically said, I love Mike. You know, I hope he, I wish him well. I hope he gets what he wants, which is basically just sayonara in him. <laughs> yeah, you brought me here. Now I'm bringing, now I'm shipping your ass up out of here. You know, you know, like I said, man, people don't want looking that mirror. Brian says, Q do, uh, he says, Q do work, do, do T worry. Let me see if I can figure this one out. Clint is going to, Chew cars ass up and if any yin he oh and when okay I, I'm sorry bro I'm just all kind of ways looking at just trying to figure it out and when he messes up ain't no more PAT on his back ain't no okay bro you got the uh, I tell you what Brian bro send me another one <laughs> say bro kind of send me another one bro send me another one bro well i have to work to figure it out bro i i, I i'm gonna try to answer do me another one brother send me another one kb what's up bro say yo q can you see them bringing in no bro no area i don't see them bringing in uh and be, be enemy for what purpose would they be bringing in eric be enemy i don't see uh, uh, him them bringing in eric be enemy and uh because if clint kubiak's the offensive coordinator uh, I don't see Bienemy. What what role would Eric Bienemy play with the Saints? Remember, he had an opportunity a couple of years ago to take the offensive role with the Saints, and I think it was rumored was offensive uh, the coordinator job and an assistant head coach job, and it just he turned it down. That's when the Saints were trying to figure it out. You know, we, you know when the eight hour interview when they were looking to hire. It's the year they hired Dennis Allen. So I don't think Eric Bieniemy that would sour me to come back to the Saints to play with my time and money like that, or you know, play with my time for eight hours and then turn around and offer me an offensive job that I already had. You know, why would I do that? I think Eric Bieniemy's approach is that he wants to be a head coach. He doesn't get that here with the Saints. The Saints have a glass ceiling here, man. I mean, they just and it's sad. And like I often talk about it at the general manager level, like this team has to get younger. 
You have to get younger from the top down. There's too many older people up there not doing anything. No disrespect to uh to to Gail, but Gail is Gail got to learn quick on the job. But these other guys like Mickey Loomis, I'm cool with Mickey being a VP, but we need a more progressive minded, younger general manager to take that job. And Mickey Loomis is basically blocking everybody from getting that general manager position. He doesn't need two jobs. He has a job on the team as the VP. He doesn't need the general manager job either. He doesn't need that. He just wants the credit for being a general manager. because Nobody talks about a VP unless it's Griffin with the Pelicans because he's so visual. But general manager, we need a real general manager, one that engages the players and not hells or do stupid speeches at the end of the year when it don't count for nothing. He talks about being uncomfortable, making life uncomfortable with them when he's supposed to be the one that's life made uncomfortable by. And I'm doing my absolute best to make his job, his life uncomfortable in terms of being a general manager because he don't need to be that. You're holding on to something that you don't deserve to have. You don't deserve to have that general manager position. You got the VP. You got a job. You do not need to. You don't even do it well. You're not doing it well. So I'm for getting a younger general manager there, whether it's Kai or one of those. Kai should be the guy. He was elevated to assistant GM yesterday. I mean, last year. Last year, maybe this year he can become the general manager. He's worked with Mickey Mickey and showed him the game. Let the man take the job and stop holding people up. Let people progress into the organization. Not just training them to go somewhere else. Don't do that. You know, but that's what we're dealing with here. So I don't know what role uh, the enemy would take, bro, KB, if it was to go with the Saints. I don't think he realizes, and a lot of people realize, that there is no advancement in the Saints organization uh, if you're looking to advance into the team. You can only advance to a point, and then you cut off. And make like I said, Mika Loomis should make – Kai, the general manager, he, he's the he's the VP, but I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going anywhere for 10 years and then I might turn it. Oh, no, somebody need to be saying, nah, bro. And that just goes to show you ain't no evaluations is going on up there, bro. Nobody's who's evaluating Mickey Loomis for real. Who's doing it? Is it Dennis Lucia, who's the president of football operations? What is he doing? Who's evaluating these people? Who Who's doing? See? I'm saying it's a joke, man. Who's evaluating these guys to make sure they're doing their damn jobs? Who's doing it? The answer is nobody. That's how you can talk like that and fail year after year. And then when we come for him, he wants to insult and be elitist and stick his nose up in the air and talk about you not that you don't know such, 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 such. You don't know such. I know you. You know you're losing. I know you're a failure. That's what I know. I want you dismissed. I want you off the general manager job. Keep your smell ass VP job. But the general manager, you go somebody that know how to do something with players that know how to talk to them, know how to appease issues in the building. Not one dude sitting up there with his dough clothes. Who going to come with a feathery speech, a feathery speech at the end of the year about accountability. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Get out of here. 5046Q, this might be a play for Kubiak to eventually take over as a co- head coach. I wouldn't be mad at that, bro. I wouldn't be mad. It's not It's not hard to unseat Dennis Allen. The issue is you got uh, Mickey Loomis who's not really, he's a general mismanager running a team with and has bad sight, bad vision. Don't know what he's doing. Nobody looks at Dennis Allen and say he's a great coach, but a madman. A guy that's off his meds, eyes bucking, face flush, chewing gum, a madman. A guy out of his mind, out of his top, off his meds. Nobody looks at that guy and believes he's a great coach. Come on. Not even he, he don't even look in the mirror and say, you're a great coach. <laughs> Keep it real, dude. Tyrell says, we fans are not qualified yet. They still got a new OFI and got rid of 
Mar- there you go. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. Pelican says, make it Dumas is in the building. That's right. Oh, hold on now. Dumas. I don't do me that. I, I've been here. I've been coaching before you guys were even born. Yeah, I'm telling you something. Yo, QK, you see them bringing in Eric Bieniemy at some kind of offensive reasonable position? No, I do not, bro. I'm sorry, KB. I do not see that. Do you think that this new OC took his job knowing he could be the head coach there next year with DA being fired? If they win, DA won't be fired. So I don't know if he took the job for that. I think he took it as an opportunity to advance somewhere. But in terms of your first question, KB, um, no, no, Eric, being, I don't see that even happening because if Clint's the OC, that's Eric being in spot. What is he supposed to be? The senior assistant? No, he's going to be an offensive uh, uh, coordinator until he's a head coach. That's what being his philosophy is. And that's something that he said uh, a couple of times. I've seen interviews with him doing that. And in terms of your second uh, question, I don't, if if Clint, if the Saints offense succeed, the Saints will extend Dennis Allen. That's all the proof that Mickey Loomis needs, and we won't be able to get rid of him then. So if if it's successful, they'll extend Dennis Allen. Mickey Loomis is looking for reasons to keep Dennis Allen as the head coach of this team. If the Saints win next year, you're stuck with Dennis Allen. You know, so uh, we'll see. We'll see how it all goes, KB. Thank you for your questions.